The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. A happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. This week is another solo episode by me, Haley, your host, and we're going to be talking about, as you probably could tell from the title, the best and worst parts of dental school, but it's extra fun because a lot of these aren't even my opinions. I asked on my Instagram at Haley Schultz Dental for fellow dental students to chime in and tell me their best parts of dental school and their worst parts of dental school. So this is going to be another kind of look into the realities of things or how students are really feeling when they're in the moment. So with that being said, let's jump into it. We're going to start off with all of the best parts of dental school and keep it positive for now on this Monday morning. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I know I said I was going to start off with the best parts of dental school, which I will, but I think going through the best and worst that people submitted and kind of adding my own little two cents is going to be fairly quick. And it's been a long time since I've given you all a life update, a little chatty bit. So we'll do that really quickly. I'm sitting here on a Thursday morning, sipping my coffee with a little pumpkin spice on top because I'm really excited for fall. It's August 10th today and I'm recording it a little bit earlier in the week because this weekend one of my very best friends Amanda is getting married and she's been my roommate all of dental school. Now I'm in my fourth year. We met in undergrad. We both went to Michigan State and we met in the pre-dental club. We weren't like super close but once we got into school here we decided to live together since you know at least we were familiar with each other and knew we would get along. But it's been a wonderful four years with her, and I'm so excited for her wedding. I'm one of the bridesmaids. And then directly from there, I'm driving down the west side of the state to the Kalamazoo area, and I'm checking out another dental office. So I told you I checked out one out of state, and then also one on the very west side of Michigan on the water in a really small, more rural town. And then I'm also checking out this one in the Kalamazoo area. It's not really in the Kalamazoo area, like the office itself. It would be a little bit of a commute out of the more suburban metro area to an area more rural for the actual practice. And then also I'm checking out a couple more places near my hometown. These ones are not necessarily hiring as far as I know, though. It's more someone told me to call someone so I'm checking out their practice they might know someone and then it's going to kind of snowball from there in terms of opportunities in my hometown area there are several offices hiring around where I'm from like Detroit suburbs but a lot of times they want more experience 
or the daily guarantees are a little lower. Usually you can outproduce that pretty easily, but personally, I think I'm looking for a little bit of a higher guarantee just because, I mean, I'm really jumping into starting adulthood here, so it would be nice to know exactly how much I'm making and be able to budget accordingly. So I'm trying to be really open-minded. I would get really excited about each opportunity as it comes up and other than my own hometown area because I'm so familiar with it already, whenever we've had these different opportunities come up to check out offices that are hiring in different areas of my state that I've never lived in before or the one out of state, I get so excited and I'm just looking like, okay, where would we live? What apartments are available? What houses are for rent? Oh, what if we decided to buy? What's in the market right now? What is the price point like? Could we afford to buy or could we afford to rent the size place I want? Like I'm really looking for a three-bedroom place at this point for myself and my boyfriend. That way we have room for guests to visit and he would likely be working from home most of the time. So he would like to have an office space. And the reason he would be working from home is because he plans to move wherever I need to move for work. So that makes things really flexible. I'm really the one making the decision of what's best for my career and then he's kind of giving input like oh I liked that area I didn't like that area a lot of times the doctors will like take us out to dinner and we get to meet them so he has kind of his opinion on who he thinks I would get along with the best in terms of a boss and mentor so he definitely gives his opinion but at the end of the day we're the ones with the dental scope of knowledge right so I'm going to be the one deciding which opportunity makes the most sense for me. And I think I mentioned it in one of my job search episodes that I have this whole spreadsheet I'm filling out with all of these pros columns and all of these cons columns. And then each pro I'm ranking one to 10 and each con I'm ranking one to 10. So you want the pros to add up to a big number and the cons to add up to a small number. And that's just another way I can kind of compare the opportunities. But Back to the point I was originally trying to make, I kind of get my own hopes up in a way with every new place that comes up as an opportunity. I'm getting so excited like, oh, maybe we could live in this area, live in that area. Oh, this one's close to Target and Costco or, oh, this area has a Trader Joe's. That's awesome. Oh, which workout studio would I go to? Like, I'm really like diving into it and that just makes me more excited. And when we go visit these other towns, I like to check out all those areas, drive by them stop in the parking lots, walk around the stores, things like that, just to make sure that I feel comfortable there, that it feels like a place we'd want to live. And if it's an area that doesn't have workout classes or doesn't have Target and Trader Joe's and stuff, it's not like it's off the table. It's just going to be a lifestyle adjustment from what I like now and a lot of my hobbies or things that I like to shop from that I'm used to making meals with you know everything like that so it would just be more of an adjustment so I have to factor that in when I'm comparing opportunities but that's really I suppose the job search update the reason I can record this on a Thursday morning right now is because we have a final today that we can take at any point so I'm going to take it once I'm done recording but that's our only class that we had this semester and our only test and then we finished clinic on Tuesday this week so we're off from today whenever I finish the final until August 28th so several weeks off and I'm seeing offices like I said I'm visiting my boyfriend he's in Illinois for his work right now I'm gonna spend some time with my parents while they're in Michigan they go back and forth between Michigan and Florida I think I've mentioned 
And I'm also going to visit my friend out in Denver. Of course, I mentioned my roommate's wedding this weekend. So I'll kind of be all over the place doing a lot of things, but still getting a good bit of relaxation, which I'm looking forward to the past few days. Tuesday, Wednesday, now Thursday, today have been mostly relaxing, a tiny bit of studying. So I already feel rejuvenated from a break and it technically hasn't even started yet. So I don't really need to be the type of person sitting around for multiple weeks at a time. I would get really bored. So I'm looking forward to the fact that I have so many things planned and it's a mix of family and friends and professional and self-care time, right? So that's really where we're at right now. I think I mentioned it in a video that it's just a lot slower these days. Once you're done with the INBDE, I feel like fourth year is pretty low key. It's a lot like just having a job, like you go into school, do your work, and you come home and there's not lingering things you have to do. Occasionally, there might be a club event that I want to go to, or maybe I have a short meeting, or in my case, a podcast recording, some YouTube work to do, things like that. But those are all extra things that I'm choosing to do. You don't really need to study much, like I said, once you're done with the INBDE. And I haven't had a ton of lab work to do after hours. I'm mostly able to get it done in between patients or if I have patient cancellations. So it's been very, very manageable and very relaxed. I think you could have a ton of time for hobbies, for family, loved ones, even to pick up a part-time job. Honestly, fourth year, I think would be very realistic, especially at Michigan. We control our own schedules. So if you needed to always have Friday afternoons off because you were going to work at a restaurant, you just wouldn't put patients Friday afternoon, you know? I don't think earlier in dental school it would have been feasible at all with the amount of studying you have to do, but now it does seem like this summer at least was super, super light in terms of any kind of workload. Again, once you were done with your INBDE, I took mine last semester. I studied January until I took it in March, I think. So it just kind of depends when you take the test. Some of my classmates are taking it this summer and some of them haven't even taken it yet. They're going to do it in fall or later on. But I do still have the rest of the licensing process to go through. So that is going to be the CDCA OSCE, which is another multiple choice test I have to go to Prometric for, but I'm not really going to study for that until I get my date set and it won't let me schedule a date yet, which is frustrating because I'd like to know when I'm going to be taking it, right? And then we also have, of course, the ADEX clinical examinations. So that's like your CDCA rub clinical examinations at your dental school. And ours is the first weekend of October and we'll be doing perio, pros, and endo. They changed it now when you do perio this first set. It used to be just pros and endo. And then in March, you would do perio and restorative. But because of how much people struggled with restorative last year, I don't think just at my school, I mean across the board, they are putting perio, endo, and pros all this first one. And then in March, it's going to be just restorative. And I'm assuming that's going to give you more time because people were really struggling with the type of teeth with the simulated caries. They just had to keep asking for extensions and it would take 20, 30 minutes to get an extension approved. And at that point, how long do you actually have to drill if you're asking for extensions every half millimeter and you have to extend two and a half millimeters, you know, that takes up your entire time. And that's kind of what a lot of my friends were running into. So I think that's probably why they changed which subjects are tested when. 
But anyways, I'll be taking that in October. So when I get back from break, I'm probably going to be really stressed about the impending CDCA that I have September to prepare for. But what's hard about it is that I'm not in school the whole time to be going into the practice sessions or to go just practice on my own because we're gone for two weeks of September on external rotations. So I could imagine that fall is where D4 is going to get a little more hectic again, but I mean, I kind of thrive in busyness, so I'm sure it'll be just fine, but you all can look forward to more updates about that, and once I'm further along in the board's process, I'm going to make another episode all about what licensing looks like and what boards look like in dental school. I do have a couple episodes already about the INBDE, if you're curious about that. That's the multiple choice dental boards exam that's knowledge-based and clinical scenario-based versus these other ones you're doing dental skills on the type of dental teeth. So I think that's all the recap we need for this episode. Now let's actually get into the topic, the best and worst parts of dental school. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What are the best parts of dental school? I want you all to guess... Did I get more submissions for best parts of dental school or for worst parts of dental school? Or was it pretty much the same? You all can count or I can let you know at the end of the episode. So first thing someone said for best parts of dental school. He said, learning from mistakes now rather than experiencing them for the first time in private practice. I or practice in general. I couldn't agree more with this because... I honestly, as much as in the moment when something goes wrong in clinic, especially D3 year, I don't want to be overly zealous right now, but it was mostly D3 year when I was making a lot of mistakes or just work was just okay instead of great. And as much as it was terrible in the moment when I just like could not get my burr and the angle where I could do what I needed to do and it was so frustrating or like the material just wouldn't stay or this or that I couldn't get isolation or couldn't get the rubber dam on like whatever I was trying to do and it just wasn't working or I filled something and then I was polishing and I made a ditch in it and I had to redrill everything out and restart from the beginning like all of those things for sure happen and as much as it's terrible in the moment right I was leave the appointments or maybe reflectively a day later or so, be so glad that that happened because, oh, I learned something. At least in my program, I think we have wonderful faculty. And if you're straightforward and say, this is where I struggled with this restoration, this element of it, or you're in the middle of prepping the tooth and you're struggling with XYZ, have them look, show them what you're doing and why it's not working. And they're going to tell show do if you will like pediatric dentistry they're gonna tell show do and you're gonna be the one to do the new way that they want you to try it and usually that's gonna help because they all learned at one point as well and I think you're gonna connect with some faculty better than others but they've been through it they were a learning stage once too and you're kind of always learning in dentistry especially with new materials and new techniques so 
They understand the learning process and they've had ways that they've worked through whatever you're struggling with. Or maybe it's not even as complicated as you think. A lot of the times it's a really simple solution and then you're going to be doing that forever going forward and it makes such a big difference in your clinical skills. Like I'm obviously a safe beginner, you know, that's what they like to call dental students when we first graduate and I'm not even graduated yet, but I, it's almost like indescribable for me the difference I feel from early D3 to going through the beginning of D4 now in terms of my clinical skills, in terms of drilling and filling and everything in that regard. So, so, so much more confident and I'm now doing our mentoring sessions and assisting D3s. We have to do that for credits and whatnot, but I'm doing that and I can actually help them. I'm like, oh, I know what you're struggling with. I had that problem. Try this burr. Try this angle. Try this material. Try pressing this this way or pulling that this way. Try fulcruming over here instead, turning the head this way. Like there's so many little things that I wouldn't have known unless someone told me. And that's what's so cool about dental school is that collaboration and just the leaps and bounds that you make month to month and then overall looking back on an entire year of school. I know I felt the same way in pre-clinic too. Like first summer of dental school, I don't think I've ever learned as much as I did that moment. Like that was the biggest jump from standard person on the street to student dentist like you learn so much dental terminology you're learning head and neck anatomy in a new way you're learning dental anatomy you're learning cariology and biomaterials and you're just diving into dentistry and just like being able to discuss dental terms with someone and learn the tooth numbers and learn anatomy of the mouth that is what baseline is how you can clinically communicate with another dentist and you couldn't do that till that first semester of dental school so that's where I felt like I made probably the biggest jumps but it was so long ago but I remember talking about that in a podcast once that it was insane how different I felt in terms of my understanding just in a couple months of starting dental school for the first time and then it kind of happens all again when you get into clinic it is really really cool I'm not gonna go in such tangents for all of them don't worry but that one I think was worth expanding on and agreeing with right so this is a little spoiler but I just thought it was funny one girl said best parts seeing patients worst part seeing patients (laughs) same person (laughs) and that made me laugh because yeah, like you have these patients that make it all so fun, so rewarding, so worth it. And then you have patients that cause you headaches or give you a lot of anxiety that you carry home the burden of their case or their emotional, personal situations are weighing on you because we're kind of someone that patients like to vent to, right? And again, that's such an honor to be trusted by your patients and to provide them something so necessary for their health. And a lot of times with dentistry, it can be sometimes an immediate relief of pain or of a aesthetic concern that's been making them self-conscious. Like a lot of times it can be a pretty quick fix, a couple hour appointment, and it can make such an impact for them. So that's where it does get really rewarding, but it would be deceitful to say that there's not patients that cause you a lot of personal distress along the way 
a lot of people, I don't even want to count them all, we have friends you made and experiences gained, friendships, friends I made along the way, friendships made, lifelong friends, all the friends you made, going on the journey with your classmates over four years, another person said the same thing, having friends around, having a community of friends without a doubt, seeing the growth you have over four years, we already talked about that one as well. So almost everyone's best part was based on friendships for the most part. So that's kind of nice and sweet to hear, right? I don't think I need to expand on that one. Some of the other things, though, we had community outreach, and another person said that as well. They said for, this is someone that went to my school, going to clinics all over the state and working in a community setting was really rewarding. And then someone else said, being in clinic with faculty and classmates, getting multiple opinions and feedback. I totally agree that's something we talked about earlier, but in terms of just getting lots of opinions is another element we didn't really touch on. And you're just never going to have access to that again in that caliber. And on a similar note, someone said having world-class faculty teach you. It's really something I personally take for granted most of the time. But I mean, especially in our lecture-based classes, like the people teaching us are the ones writing the book on that element of dentistry right now. Like they're doing the cutting edge research that's shaping how we're going to practice that discipline in a lot of cases and a lot of these other top dental schools. So it's something I take for granted for sure. Another one is meeting and working with like-minded people. So it's not necessarily talking about the friendships there, but it kind of is. It's just being around a lot of people that are really similar to you in terms of our work ethic and our passion and a lot of times our values and morals usually align similarly as dentists as well. Someone said being able to use your skills to make other people happy. We touched on that when I was talking about different types of patients, right? But it's so rewarding to have a really grateful patient. It's so special and it's only been a little over a year that I've been in clinic, right? I started last May and now it's August of the following year and I'm going to be doing this till I retire. So I'm sure I'm going to have so, so many moments of wonderful patients that I'm really improving their quality of life somehow. And then another thing is being able to challenge yourself. I like that one a lot. It's a positive way of looking at the hard parts of dental school rather than making that a worst part. They're using it as a best part because as I said, dentistry is lifelong learning. And if you're not down for that, you think it's in and out of dental school, fat paycheck, it's not the right field for you because you can't be a great dentist if you're not keeping up on the recent findings and research and at least seeing what technology is worth it and not worth it for your patients. It's really a disservice if you're not involved in lifelong learning. So you don't want to go to dental school thinking that it's in and out and then you never have to do any learning again. It's not you necessarily have to take exams and things, but you need to be interested in the field and interested in self-improvement and development of dentistry. Another one, this is more like camaraderie, is just like 
being with people going through the same challenges over four years makes it a lot easier and I totally agree with that when you can just lean on each other and for me kind of a different way of looking at this I find a lot of value and one of my favorite things about dental school is the mentorship that I can provide to the underclassmen dental students and back when I was a D1 and D2, the support that I got from the D3s and D4s. And now that I'm in that stage, for example, me and Amanda have two girls moving in this summer that we're close with, but they're second year students. So it's a lot of times when I can share resources, give them tips, have them assist me in clinic, help them learn things. So it's been really fun getting to kind of give back in that regard of mentorship and teaching that's always something that I've loved this is from a younger dental student they said the best part of dental school is learning to drill and also the extracurricular clubs and opportunities there I know for me clubs have been one of the best parts of dental school for sure different student organizations and events have 100% shaped my future pathway in dentistry and given me so many opportunities that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Another SimLab level dental student said, finally getting the hang of working with the mirror. Oh yes, indirect vision. That is so satisfying. Someone said they love being creative. We always joke that dental school, especially when you're getting into crown and bridge and dentures is like arts and craft class because it's so much sculpting and waxing it's all very artsy so if you're into that it's something to look forward to and to finish off the best parts of dental school we had to leave some humor for the end two dental grads so working real dentists said graduating is the best part of dental school and one of them said the worst part of dental school is everything before graduation (laughs) and i thought that was hilarious Okay, we've talked about some of the nice things, some of the funny things about dental school, but let's be honest, it's not all fun all the time. We know that. So what did people say is some of the worst things about dental school? Starting off strong, the crazy class workload, the first two years. This is coming from someone in their last year, and I think that's so true. It gets immeasurably immeasurably better from D1 to D2 to D3 to D4. At my program, at least, it gets progressively a little bit better. Second year, you don't necessarily have less classwork, but it's more dental-related classes, so it's at least a little more interesting. And then third year, you're with patients and in classes, so that itself is kind of a balancing act. But again, it's not as intensive of classes as it was D1 and D2 year. And now looking at it from a fourth year perspective, we barely have any class. So it's very, very chill. Another one is if faculty or administration just aren't really on your side for something in particular, that can be a struggle. Totally get that. And they also said dealing with difficult patients. I told you a spoiler from the last segment that patients can also be one of the worst parts depending on the day, right? I'm going to add my own little pop in here at the beginning is doing your own lab work. I think that's one of the worst parts. I hate doing lab work. So I wish we didn't have to do that. This one is very real and I think felt by a lot of us because a couple people mentioned it. Imposter syndrome and fear of failure is huge. I actually have a whole episode about combating imposter syndrome and then another one 
or two about like mental health and dental school. So I would recommend searching dental download podcast, imposter syndrome, dental download podcast, mental health, and listen to those three or four episodes if it's something you're struggling with because it's me talking, but I also bring on other working dentists or even dental students that have kind of worked through it themselves. So it's not only my perspective and I think it could be really helpful for you if you're struggling with it, at least knowing that you're not alone and maybe how other people have worked through those moments of struggle. A lot of ones about burnout, feeling really burnt out, tired all the time, not enough time to take care of yourself. Those all make me very sad, but it is sometimes really tough to do that, especially depending what standards you're setting for yourself for academic success obviously depends how much then you need to study and how much time you have to take care of yourself unfortunately yep going year round not having a lot of breaks I've heard that from a lot of people as well all of the non-dental classes are annoying someone said having to do wax-ups stressful competencies studying all the time This person's was very specific, but I'll read it direct quote, not having any leeway with scheduling, only the faculty's personal lives matter. That makes me very sad as well to hear. Someone said just feeling down when things don't go well in clinic or preclinic. That's very fair. Sometimes it can kind of linger with you and you can take your work, if you will, home with you and just be kind of bummed about things going poorly. Someone said, just everything moving slow in clinic compared to real-world dentistry. Someone said, everything except the friends that they made has been the worst part. Another imposter syndrome. In quotes, I will read this. Someone said, instructors power tripping. Someone said, the debt. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Another person said, when patients don't show up. I know, no-shows are the worst. It's inevitable at for me I have if I schedule six or seven people a week like we're allowed to do I still probably have two or three no-shows for the most part every week someone says class rankings are the worst it would make me feel like I wasn't good enough someone said looking for patients to fulfill requirements can be really stressful I definitely hear you there our school does an okay job I would say like pretty decent job of getting us patients to fulfill requirements but you have to be really proactive about it and kind of annoying to the person that assigns patients in order to get what you need but it's not like you have to run around town looking for someone that needs all their teeth taken out to give them dentures it's not that crazy another imposter syndrome the really long work days and the times when you have like exam weeks are really stressful someone said i hear you there I kind of rolled through those negatives a little quickly because we don't want to dwell on the negative. We already know you have to study a lot in dental school. Dental school is expensive. Clinic can be stressful. Super, super common to be high in anxiety and really fearful and have a lot of self-doubt and fearful of failure or a lot of what-ifs really get to you in dental school, I think, especially at the beginning. And then you get more comfortable with taking exams, things being high stakes, realizing even when things are high stakes, from my experiences at least, the dental schools want to support you and keep you in and help you learn and help you work through failures and improve and be better and pass any kind of remediation that you're doing. So I think once you fail something for the first time, then you realize it's not so scary. And by the time you're a fourth year, like me today, taking an exam in a couple hours, I've reviewed, I've studied, 
that's that we'll see how it goes like that's the mindset that you eventually develop I think as you get more and more comfortable in dental school but I remember at first starting dental school it was so scary like I was nearly shaking when I would go to open up an exam and start taking it because it just felt so so high stakes and it was a while because I was like that COVID time since I'd been in person to take an exam or even really taken an exam because I did the last bit of undergrad online and they kind of were feeling bad for us so they gave us a lot of assignments instead of final exams and things so it was just a while since I'd studied to that degree and had something that felt so high stakes so point being if you're in that moment of a lot of self-doubt and fear of failure and all of that I highly recommend checking out the episodes I have specifically on those topics I think it will give you a lot of peace of mind With all that said, though, I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode and getting to learn a little bit about dental school from different people's perspectives, and I will talk to you next Monday with a guest. So be sure to give this episode a share with a friend and rank the podcast five stars on whatever platform you're listening to. It really, really helps support the show and keeps me going. You know, we're reaching towards 200 episodes now posted every single Monday since before dental school started up until now. Also shout out thanks to my podcast editor for making that possible, but really showing your support for the show means a lot and I appreciate each of you listening and everyone that participated in submissions for this week's episode. So if you want to follow at Dental Download Podcast and at Haley Schultz Dental, you could be involved next time this happens. I think it was pretty equal for pros and cons or best and worst parts of dental school and I think that's just because people participated in both boxes and put whatever came to mind so thank you all again for listening so so much I really appreciate you and I hope you all have a wonderful week